0: everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's December 30th. It's 2020. And we have six games to talk about here on today's slate. If you came looking for the NFL podcast, because it is Wednesday, we will have the Week 17 NFL podcast up um, as well. So double duty for me today. Um, so I'm excited, though. This is a really solid basketball slate. And I always love week 17 of the football season. So I'm joined today for the second day in a row, um, two of three days in a row, because you're going to be joining me again tomorrow on New Year's Eve because you're a boss. Uh, Will, Chief Justice of six. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm good, man. I'm I'm even more excited, as I think. I I think if if people kind of sat with us on the pod yesterday, I don't think a whole lot of our approach changed too much. The news kind of broke. How we thought, I think the pivotal news was Alec Burks on yesterday and that opened it up. And, you know, we pretty much or I pretty much did stack the Cleveland, New York game outside of a few pieces. And I I think we're going to be able to ride that to the money tonight, man. So I'm I'm pretty, pretty excited. And hopefully we can repeat that success success on this pod.
0: Yeah, it was really crazy, too. um, If you think about like that New York, Cleveland game, because it's it's really low scoring, but it's all been super condensed, um, as far as like where the fantasy production has kind of come from. So um, kind of right what we talked about yesterday. We were really high on Julius Randall, we were really high on Andre Drummond. We said play Peyton. If um Burks got ruled out, Burks got ruled out. Um, and Elf like he could have done so much more, too. He was terrible in the first um half. So yeah, he kind of bailed us out. Uh, with a really good end to the second quarter and then really good second half. So um, the only thing that I that we didn't really talk about yesterday that I ended up on was some OKC value, uh, but that came out and news is going to come out. This is the first look, like we say all the time. Like we we look at the six-game slate for today, for Wednesday, and we're looking at, you know, one, two, three, four back-to-back teams. So obviously there's going to be some news um, that comes out today uh, for this slate. So let's jump right in. Will we get started? We get to get started right off the bat um, with one of the best games on the entire slate. It's Atlanta at Brooklyn. It's a 241 total. Brooklyn favored by seven in this game. Um, Dunn is out. Gallinari is questionable and Snell is out. And then Dinwiddie is out on Brooklyn. Um, Kyrie and Kevin Durant will be back. It was a rest thing. Uh, let's start with the Atlanta side of things. Um, Will, this game is juicy. We start right off the bat with probably the juiciest game on the slate.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think with with Atlanta, man, with these pieces, I think we just kind of got to identify, you know, where, where we want to plant our flag. And here's what I'm looking at, man. DeAndre Hunter is getting some minutes. Uh, I like it. Uh, I'm not saying he's the the greatest play in the world, but I mean, we've got to have some guys going to get some minutes. He's 4,900. I think on this slate, you know, uh, that's definitely a fair price for him. You know, you've got Trey Young at at 9,600. This game should be a lot more competitive. And then Mr. Bogdanovich, you know, caught caught fire as well. His minutes have been pretty stable. So I think, you know, with Trey Bogdanovich um, and uh, and Hunter, those are the guys that I feel like are going to have really stable minutes. And then, last but not least, our good friend Mr. Rajon Rondo only played 15 minutes against Detroit, but at 3700, your guy that may start to pick up minutes along the line. I'm not saying we have to play him on this slate, but just keep an eye on that price because if he stays that cheap, he's too cheap for the type of output we can get from. Him. And I may even sprinkle him in on this slate as well
0: listen when you're looking at trey young 34 percent usage rate 1.56 fantasy points per minute to start the season um absolute beast and this is kind of what we have wanted from him like we just want him to control games and and do his thing um outside of him it's really tough to really like anything here um Capella probably going to be facing a minutes limit again. Um, I would expect them to be super careful with him and and outside of that, like if gone, if Gallinari doesn't play, give me some Deandre Hunter. Sure. Um, 4,900, that is definitely something you can look at. You know, you could potentially even look at like cam reddish. Um, if Gallinari doesn't play, if he gets hot, he can, he can, he can do enough to break a slate at his price. Um, if he gets hot. So, it's kind of it for me, and on the Atlanta side of things, um, you know, Herder is going to play 25 to 28 minutes, and he's going to shoot five to eight threes, and you know, he could put up anywhere from five fantasy points to 30. So there's that, um, you know. And then Rondo, R- Rondo played 15 minutes the other night, had eight assists and 12 points. Um, I just don't expect him to be that efficient every single night. Maybe he plays more minutes here. He's 3,700. You can roll the dice if you want to. Um, He had a 24% usage rate uh, in that game against Detroit, so definitely something to note. Let's go to the Brooklyn side of things. Um, Listen, Brooklyn's look fantastic to start the season, and I think, honestly, Will, on DraftKings, Kevin Durant is one of the safer plays in this 8K range. Like, this game with this massive total... He could easily bust here, but at 8,400, he's likely going to put up 40-plus. I know Kyrie probably has a little bit more ceiling, but I think KD is a little safer.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And really, I I think KD's got some ceiling, too. We haven't seen these rebounding numbers pick up yet, and I I, I think those are going to steadily increase. I mean, I I feel like KD's going to start getting in that seven to eight rebounds a game at some point, once he really gets going, Uh, he's still shooting pretty efficiently and he hasn't even taken 20 shots yet, Stevie. And he's still putting up 40 plus fantasy points. Imagine when he starts taking 21 shots a game, 22 shots a game, these numbers are going to come up. He's going to be scoring 50 fantasy points with ease. So I'm with you, man at 8,400. I I think he's safe. I still think he's got a lot more upside due to the lack of shot attempts. And I think part of the reason on that is at He's really only played in one competitive game. That was against Charlotte, and they just didn't play well that game. If he gets in a competitive game, I see the shot attempts going up. So I, lo- I love that call on KD at 8,400. I'm interested to see kind of what they're going to do with this rotation. I really hope they just keep Laverde on the bench, because I, I think this is going to help him even more. Uh, man, you know, pour one out for Dinwiddie. He's done for the season. I was so sad. Uh, to hear about that, I, I, I mean, man, that just, you know, hit me in the bottom of my stomach because I think he was an integral part of their team, but he's done. I guess Land- Landry Shamet's probably going to pick up some more minutes, but let's just hope that Karis LeVert can continue to come off the bench and eat up the usage there. I really prefer him to not be on the court with Kyrie and Durant most of the game.
0: Yeah. Finishing the game is fine. I think that they'll end up finishing with him. Yeah. Um, I think he plays like 30 minutes off the bench instead of like his potential, like 25 minute role. 6,900 on DraftKings is a lot, um, especially for anybody that's going to kind of like box score chase on him. Um, Go to the Golden State game. I think the Golden State game is the the perfect example of what Levert can do off the bench with his usage. Um, Going to be... One of those things where I'm really paying attention to like his ownership. If it's way down, maybe I rolled a dice. Um, I think Joe Harris could be someone that really benefits. I think he's a little pricey. We'll see his price come down to like 45 or something like that. Um, So definitely going to be looking at that, but, I really want to see where like LeVert is on our sponsor. I want to see where he's at on Monkey Knight Fight. Um, I, I think that will be really interesting to see where LeVert is like was able to take advantage of this um Cleveland Cleveland game, the New York game with Julius Randle and Andre Drummond over there on Monkey Knife Fight. So gonna be kind of looking for that kind of stuff on Monkey Knight Fight, especially this game because 241 total it's going to be back and forth. Um, you know, this is definitely one of those games where I'm going to be pulling up um, good old monkey knife fight and checking them out. So,
1: and let me ask you, Steve, cause I don't want to, I know we can't stay on this game, but how do you feel about TLC? Cause you know, he, he was in the starting lineup, but that's because Durant and Kyrie were out. Do you think TLC picks up and, and gets to maybe 25 minutes a game now? Like what's, what's your thoughts? I, I think maybe he, he's at 20, 25, 28 minutes. Um, I'm I'm just not completely sure. What what's kind of your read on that?
0: I think we're we're gonna be waiting to see, right? It's either gonna be TLC Prince or Shamut starting. Um, assuming that they leave Levert as like that six man role, which why mess up something that is yeah. working so well? Um, for Brooklyn, like they need that bench usage, like guy like Levert. So if Levert starts, I think like trying to guess who's going to kind of be that usage person on the bench. This is a six game slate. It's not a 10 game slate. We can definitely be looking for those usage bench guys um, a little bit more on this slate. So I think overall it could, I I want the guy that starts if it's one of the cheap guys, um, you know, just because you can get some rebounds and stuff. But if Levert starts, man, I'm going to be really digging into like what type of usage, any like, I would pull up court IQ and put Levert KD and Irving off the floor at the same time. And just kind of look through what Brooklyn has done in that scenario and just try to figure out like who let's do it really quick. I'll, I'll pull it up Irving Durant Kyrie off the floor. So saying this is a saying that like, if Levert starts not a real big sample size, um, but TLC has a 33% usage in 10 minutes. So if he were to be that bench guy, um, Chris, was it Chozo? Um, Chozo? Chioza? Mm-hmm. Massive usage as well. Um, but he could easily CND, you know, C D or whatever, not play or whatever it is, um, yeah, easily. DMP. So a DMP. Um, so just kind of looking at it. If Levert ends up starting, I think TLC is interesting. I think he would be maybe 20 to 22 minutes off the bench and really kind of be that usage guy off the bench. So i um, glad you brought it up. It, you know, it's always a nice talking point when we can kind of look at something. Um, let's move on. We got Memphis at Boston. Um, Boston on a back-to-back, so we don't have their injury report. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But Kimbo will be out. He's not back yet. And then on the Memphis side of things, Triple J is out. Melton's out. Moran is out. And Winslow is out. I'm um, glad to hear that it wasn't anything. Um, I'm glad to hear it wasn't anything season ending for John Moran. I know he's yeah. going to be out for, you know, three to five weeks. But it could have been a lot worse. Uh, that, that fall looked um, yeah. awful. So let's um, let's start here with the Memphis side of things. Tough matchup going up against Boston. A lot of usage to go around. Uh, you know, Morant is the, the massive usage guy. He's the high usage guy. Um, this is the guy that has a 35% usage rate on the season. What are we looking at here with Memphis with John Morant out?
1: Well, first of all, they've already priced up. Uh, Tyus Jones uh, on Fanduel, He's 5,800 on DK. He's 5,200. I still like the price on him. I know Tyus Jones does have 30 point upside uh, and then Dylan Brooks, they priced him up as well. I, I mean, I got to think Stevie that Dylan Brooks and our good friend, slow Mo Kyle Anderson are just going to run with this team uh, alongside uh, Mr. Tyus Jones. I mean, we saw what slow Mo's kind of been doing the past couple games anyway and his minutes have picked up now. I, I think he's going to play 35 minutes a game. A guy that's going to kind of do it all is a tough matchup. Don't get me wrong. And obviously they've priced him up. But if if, if they're going to stay competitive and Kyle Anderson is going to be getting 40 fantasy points and have that type of, you know, have that type of impact on the game, sign me up. I think the price scares people. And I, I think I'm willing to roll the dice on, on on a guy like Anderson and Brooks one more time. Because if they go off for of 40 this time, the next time they will be 7K. And then I'll probably hop off. I'm, I'm really willing to roll the dice on these guys with no jaw. With them, with Dylan Brooks taking the shots, Kyle Anderson doing it all, uh, I, I, I like it here. I, I think that's something I, I'm going to do. Brandon Clark is still cheap enough. Uh, he played almost 30 minutes the last game. Not sure where his minutes are going to land this time. But Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, I'm still going to play him at these prices uh, because I think the use is just there.
0: Yeah, big bump for Tyus Jones. Uh, I don't think that's really going to shock anybody. Um, Tyus Jones checked in for John Morant when he went out, got hurt, um, and then started the second half for Morant um, when Morant was out. So um, obviously, Tyus Jones is going to see a big bump. But like, if we're just looking at like fantasy points in the second half of that game when Morant was out, you know, this was a game against Brooklyn without Brooklyn stars. Uh, you know, we definitely need to put that in there, but. Um, you know, Tyus Jones had a good second half, Valentus had a really good fourth quarter, um, and overtime. So I think like if this game stays competitive, Boston might sit people here. Let's just be honest. Boston might they're playing a really tough, really close um game against the Pacers. They might rest guys here. Um, it's early in the season, you know, they didn't really get as much preseason in camp as they usually do. So wouldn't be shocked if Boston rests people. If Boston rests people, like, all right, now now Memphis is way more interesting, um, in my opinion. Brooks is more interesting. Kyle Anderson is more interesting. Jones, Clark, all these guys are way more interesting if Boston ends up resting some guys. Um, So it would be interesting to see what happens. But I like the fact that DK priced them up, but I don't know if they priced them up enough if this game stays competitive. Um, So obviously something to kind of note. The Boston yeah, side of cool. things. Um, listen, they finally did it. Well, we talked about this yesterday. We talked about when is Boston going to unleash Tristan Thompson, and it happened. He played 27 minutes against the Pacers, had a double double. You know, Robert Williams played 11 minutes, Daniel Tice played 23 minutes. Um, they finally let Tristan Thompson kind of do his thing. And I wouldn't be shocked if it happens again in this game against Valanchunas, um, you know, size-wise. So I think where I'm – the most interested on Boston is Tristan Thompson at 4,300.
1: Yeah, I get it, man. And I, I like the price on them. If they're going to continue to give him those type of minutes, then we have to consider them. Uh, because of what Jalen Brown's been doing at 7,300, the guy's got 50-point upside – Playing against Memphis, listen, they could run away with this game, don't get me wrong, but at 7,300, I'm more than willing to roll the dice. Um, you know, Jeff Teague is back down to 3,900 now. Uh, I, I don't mind a little bit of Teague in this matchup as well. A uh, guy that I don't think – he may be on just by, you know, de facto of the slate being a little bit smaller. But at 3,900, I think that's a good price on him. If he gets 22 minutes, you know, he could get the 25, 30 fantasy points in that time, so he's a guy – i'm going to be looking at for tournaments for sure
0: um the other one that i think is is somewhat interesting here you know i kind of had him like noted on my thing on my list um for tuesday but peyton pritchard um you know the Oregon star this is a guy that first round draft picked this past um draft and he's 3400 His minutes are slightly increasing, and Jeff Teague's minutes are slightly decreasing very fast. Um, With Kimba out, there's a lot of road to opportunity here um, from Pritchard. He's 3,400, Will. Like, this could be one of those spots where we pay that mid-range value for Memphis and take some of these cheap shots on some of these Boston guys.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I like that call as well. That's why, you know, if I stack this game, I am going to continue to use Jalen Brown. I love the Pritchard call um, either. And if this game gets out of hand, either one of Pritchard or Teague should get there. I'm talking about in the 30s. So I, I like the call. You know, maybe I kind of split the difference between the two. Uh, you know, if, if I go you know, down the multi-entry path. But yeah, man, I, I'm with you. This could definitely be a spot where we could get there from some of these cheap Boston players.
0: Well, Bridger doesn't come out like if they're if they're losing, right? Like, or if they're winning by a lot, Pritchard, you know, probably gets the garbage time, right? Yes, like, yes. I'm not I'm not crazy for yeah. So I don't know, man. It, it's always fun guessing, but with Melton out, you know, like he he's already been ruled out for this game because of the COVID, um you know, protocols and stuff. So I think that with Melton out. And like Memphis really missing Morant. This game could potentially get out of hand. It is a back to back for Boston, but with Mel now with Morant out, with Triple J out, like this game could get out of hand and we see a blowout and like guys like Pritchard do really well um, in that scenario. So he's on my radar. Obviously, we're going to wait and see what type of value opens up. Um, because, like, honestly, like there, there, there could be a ton of value that opens up for four teams that have back-to-backs on the slate. So um, we move on to the same game we talked about yesterday. They're playing again in the same scenario, back-to-back. Um, Milwaukee at Miami, as we're recording the podcast, Milwaukee's up by 40 um, going into the fourth quarter.
1: Drew Holiday went off for 50, man.
0: Man, yeah, he, he couldn't miss. Um, He couldn't miss, you know. So, all right, it's the same game, you know, Milwaukee is going to, like, these guys are going to be fine. They're going to play, like, 25 minutes. Um, Tyler Hero looked gassed, but he he was shooting lights out. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to wait and see about Jimmy Butler, if he plays or not. Um, What are we looking at here on the Milwaukee side of things? Well, we got to have a short memory. Like, we have to kind of, like, all right, Tuesday game happened, but did it, Happen. All right. Here we go. Refreshed.
1: <laughs> yeah, here it is. I mean, I, I think, you know, and Drew Holiday was a guy I was looking at because his price had come down. And I just – I didn't pull the trigger and lo and behold, man, the guy's dropping, dropping 50. Jesus. Mm. So, I missed the boat on that. But I think if Jimmy Butler's out, it's pretty much the same scenario with Miami. I think you play hero. I think Drogic is still cheap enough. Um, you know, I, I think, I think Bam is still cheap enough. Even at 7,600, I, I still think that's cheap enough in this spot. Um, you know, we don't know if, if anybody's going to arrest any players, but kind of the same scenario. I think we look at it. Chris Middleton, it could be his day tomorrow. We don't know. Um, but that's how I think we approach this game. Um, and that's, that's the way I approach it. So holiday is still really cheap. I, I would definitely consider holiday. And then I think second would be Middleton, even though he may not get there, you know, tonight at 7,400, I still think that's a fair price for what he's been able to do, uh, all season
0: yeah and i think like d vincenzo is someone that ha- is taking on a little bit bigger role this season um so if you want to take some shots on him i don't hate him um as well but i don't want to like overthink too much um I-, I think drew's really really cheap like he's really really cheap um so i probably stay away from Giannis in this spot and it's more of just like even if this game stays super competitive, does Giannis outscore like Luca and Lillard like on this slate and, you know, or possibly... even by
1: a wide margin, like Durant's cheap yeah. enough to where if, if Durant gets 55 and Giannis gets 60, like Durant's the play.
0: Yep. Um, Miami side of things, if Rutlers out, I think you go back to well on Tyler hero at 5,400. I think, the, the interesting guy here is like Gordon Drogic, who kind of burned a lot of people on Tuesday and like, all right, he had a bad game. He's 5,500 still. Um, let's go right back to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could very well flip. I mean, Drogic could be the 40 point outing guy uh, as he's been, you know, pretty much most of the season. So uh, I, I like Drogic. He's still got the usage off the bench. And that's the thing with the six man. They're not going to play starters minutes. They're just looking to bring them in, keep the sparks going. You know, they'll, they'll run the second unit and, you know, they'll play their 25 to 28 minutes and that's that. So I'm with you. Like I said, you know, I think it's just Dragic, hero, a little bit of bam. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's kind of it. I, I was trying to think about whether or not we needed to play uh, Duncan Robinson, who's a guy, if he gets hot, you know he could get in the thirty point range. I think we consider him at forty eight hundred, um, and, and that, that's kind of where I'm at with Miami.
0: Now, did did um did Gordon Dragic start? I never looked at the Miami starting lineup. I don't know if if he started or not. I think it was Duncan yeah. Robinson, wasn't it?
1: I'm not sure because see, I was on a show when when it kicked off, so I didn't really I, I didn't really pay it much attention at the time.
0: Yeah i'm just saying i i live i live the dad life buddy i i was on hero i wasn't on gordon drogic and um but anyway let's um let's move on we got the lakers and the spurs a 233 total here lakers favored by four and a half um caruso is out lebron is questionable and then white is out These two teams are playing at, like, top 15 pace in the NBA. Um, San Antonio is playing at the seventh fastest pace in the NBA this season. This is not your old San Antonio play slow defense um, type of games. Like, they're playing super fast here. Um, Obviously, like, if LeBron misses this game, it's a huge bump to, like, Kuzma. It's a huge bump to, like, Anthony Davis. Um, If LeBron plays, what are we looking at here on the Lakers?
1: I mean, I think at some point don't you think these guys are going to get going like the Lakers aren't just going to cruise and just keep getting 40 point games from LeBron and AD. I, I don't think that's the case. Now we've, we've got them priced down like AD played 38 minutes against Portland and only scored 35 fantasy points. Is this the Dennis Schroeder effect? I, I, I don't know, uh, but I, I got to think these guys' performances are going to start picking up um, as, as the, as the prices come down. So, uh, I, it's, it's really tough to read this team, but I think, I think at this point, as they start getting under 10 K, I think we start taking some shots on LeBron and on AD uh, because we know the immense potential that, that, that these guys have on a game to game basis.
0: Yeah. I think Schroeder is super in- interesting in this game. Um, whoever plays i I think he's someone that, he's kind of priced in that like sweet zone if you're building more of like a balanced type of lineup um at Mm -hmm. 6200 so if you're building that type of lineup he's certainly someone we want to be you know potentially looking at in this spot and then outside of that you know i don't think caruso being out really affects too much here um you know this is a guy that's playing about 10 to 15 minutes most nights so Maybe extra minutes a little bit for like guys like Wesley Matthews or something. But, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be enough to really like change anything uh, for any of these cheap guys. On the San Antonio side, San Antonio is really cheap for a 233 total. Um, really, really cheap here. What do you like with the Spurs?
1: Well, I mean, you talked about it. It's these prices, man. The algorithm is almost telling us to play the Spurs today. DeMar DeRozan at sixty nine hundred, Stevie. Uh, listen, I know the Lakers are a good team, but DeMar DeRozan should not be sixty nine hundred. I, I I don't care. So he he's almost a borderline lock button for me at that price on DK. Uh, some of these other cheap guys like like you know uh, Keldon Johnson, he's been playing really well. Uh, I I guess you know he's been in the thirties you know pretty much every game. I think we can take a shot on him as well. Dejounte Murray sixty one hundred. He's still pretty cheap, you know, been in 40, over 40, and, you know, two of his three games. So these prices, like you said, they're just too cheap. I mean, the build is probably – I think if if at a minimum you play Murray and you play DeRozan. Like, th- those guys are too cheap. Yeah, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, his minutes haven't really been there now. They've got these young guys. Doesn't seem like he's going to get over 30 minutes a game. Uh, so, you know, and that's okay. Like, I just have to know that. You know, I have to take my shots as he gets cheaper. But DeRozan and Murray, I think those are the top targets. Uh, Lonnie Walker hasn't been bad either. Like he's he's played pretty stable minutes. Uh, he's another value. It, it just feels like these Spurs are all too cheap.
0: They are. They're, they're like honestly, they're just they're they're too cheap for this spot um, in, in general. Like you mentioned, like Keldon Johnson, man, fifty seven hundred for a guy that's gone over thirty in two of his first three games. Um, You know, over 40 or another, yeah, like playing 30 minutes a night. Like, yeah, sign me up for the Spurs on this slate. Like, (laughs) I I could tell you that right now. Like, sign me up for the Spurs. Like,
1: even my boy,
0: even my boy Lonnie Walker, 4,400. I'll take shots on him in tournaments. Like,
1: yes, man.
0: Um, really liking the Spurs on the slate. So, probably gonna, you know, make my bed with the Spurs on this one. So, um, we move on. Charlotte at Dallas, 222 total. Dallas favored by 11 and a half. Uh, Zeller's out. And then on the Dallas side, Porzingis is out. But the one that we're kind of watching here is um, Josh Richardson is questionable. If he were to sit, um, you know, he's a guy that plays like 27 to 30 minutes a night. That would be big. Um, that would obviously open up a lot of um, value and minutes for Dallas. And like a lot of those pieces, like, you know, Finney Smith and guys like that are, are cheap enough where we definitely want to be paying attention to this news. So um, let's start here with the Charlotte side of things. Um, Scary Terry off to a a scorching start. Um, Shooting the ball 15 times a night. It seems like, Uh, what do you like here when it comes to Charlotte, your boys?
1: Yeah, listen, I'm going to come back to to scary Terry. I'm going to go to my favorite play from this team today. And it's just because our good friend, our good friend of Charlotte, Mr. Cody Zeller is out. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, PJ Washington is playing out of his mind right now uh, in terms of what he's, what he's doing on the court. Seven for 15 against OKC six for 16 against Brooklyn. uh, 12 rebounds, five assists, eight rebounds, one assist, two steals, uh, no blocks, three, three blocks and two steals the game prior. And he's still 5400. Put up pretty much 40 points back-to-back games, and they're going to rely on his versatility and size because of the lack of Zeller. I, I, I like what I'm seeing from PJ Washington here. Uh, going to be a staple of my lineups on DraftKings. Now on, on FanDuel, they've already priced him at 6400. So obviously, I have to think about it a little bit more. But on DraftKings at 5400, I think he's a great price across both sides, ladies and gentlemen. Gordon Hayward. I think we need to get him in our lineups today. This is going to be a pretty good game. And as long as Charlotte can play steady uh, and continue to progress on the defensive end, uh, I, I think, I think we're going to see great things. Uh, he is 7,800 on, on FanDuel. I, I still don't mind the price on this slate. Um, and then, you know, he, like I said, he's 72 on DK. And then last but not least, Miles Bridges. I, I like him as well. Now I'm not trying to overlook you know, uh the other two guards that we have in terms of scary Terry and Graham, but Bridges, Bridges and uh and Washington are giving us the value, and I actually trust Gordon Hay a little bit more than these guys. Um, so I, I think I'd side with him over Terry and uh Graham.
0: The guy that like so I think Devontae Graham is really interesting on FanDuel, right? Like this guy oh, yeah. under six K. Oh, yeah. He's shown us in the past where he can just go out and take over a game. I think Bismack Biombo is a little interesting on FanDuel as well. Don't typically like to punt with centers, um, but he, I think he's at a price point where if you're not playing Bam, if you're not playing Valanchunas, I think you can go all the way down to Biombo. Hope he gets you like a 30-point game here instead of like a 25-point game. He's going to play the minutes. Um, so he's just somewhat interesting over there. I just want to bring that up. Um, yeah, love... Love the PJ Washington call. Um, you know, if you played him the first night, you like again, you just gotta have short memory. Like he he played terrible against Cleveland that night. But he's looked great against the Thunder and in, uh, in the Nets. So short memory, get him back in there. Um, this is a great spot for PJ Washington. Love that call. Love that call. Um and then yeah, Gordon Hayward, he's looked like he is worth the price of that contract they paid him. He he looks great. Um, he was really good when some guys were out with Boston and he could kind of shine and he can shine with this Charlotte team, Charlotte team. They've done a great job to kind of build around these young guys, um, by bringing in guys like Hayward and just saying, see you Um, you're not worth the, you're not worth the money. So Think you have to be excited as a Charlotte um, fan. And I, I'm happy that you guys kind of just let Dwayne Bacon just come to Orlando, and he's kind of looked really good. So um, yeah, we just
1: keep appreciate- giving Steve Clifford all our all our plays. I'm telling
0: just, you, I, was, I'm Jesus. guessing was Bacon a, a Clifford draft pick? He has to be, right? Like that would have been yeah. right around that time. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. Let's go to the Dallas side of things here. Obviously, Luca is a top play on any slate that he's on. This is a guy that can triple double in any matchup. Dallas is a huge favorite here 11 and a half point favorites in this game. Um, a lot of respect for Dallas in this one. Um, man, if Richardson's out, Dallas is super interesting. Finney Smith becomes probably one of the better value plays. Does James Johnson get like a 15 minute or like a 20-minute a you know bump and end up playing like 25 plus minutes or something like that? Like will this team becomes interesting if Jay Rich sits?
1: Well, I mean, I think Finney Smith is in play regardless. So I'm not even worried do. about that yeah. last game. They they beat down the Clippers so badly. I mean, nobody really played hardly any minutes. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think Luke is the top play on the slate. He's going to be unstoppable here. But I, I do – Finney Smith is de- definitely my second favorite play from Dallas, no matter what. Uh, I think especially if you want to kind of do a little mini mix and match. I mean, he's affordable on both sides, 4,200 on uh, FanDuel, and he is like 45, 45 on DK. I, I mean, I, I like him on both sides. He's a guy I'm definitely going to have in some lineups. Uh, but Luka, I think Luka's probably the stud to pay for on the slate in terms of over over 10K or getting close to that 10K range. Uh, I was hoping we'd start getting some more minutes out of Dwight Powell. Like maybe he got consistent around 28 minutes not seeing that. So I can't play him. But uh, that that's kind of where I'm at with Dallas. And then like you talked about, if Richardson sits, then I, I feel like, you know, either the Brunson burner or Trey Burke are going to get some extra run here. I think I still side with Trey Burke for the scoring at 3,200. He would be a really good sneaky value play on this slate.
0: Yeah. Um, Trey Burke, man, he's a guy that is not afraid to to take shots either. So um, if Rich – if Jay Rich is out, bump Burke up to maybe 24, 25 minutes, and I think that might be enough, right? Like, Yes. At 3,200. So I, I think it's a great call. Um, I like him – more than potentially like taking shots on James Johnson, I don't want to play james Johnson um so maybe maybe Burke is the play there. Tim Hardaway could potentially see a little bit more minutes and usage as well, um but he's kind of pricey, and like all he does is shoot. he really doesn't fill the stat sheet most nights um and like okay, I'm not talking about like the three or four rebounds he gets, like he's not gonna go out there and get you close to a triple double and fill the stat sheets up so um, we move on to the last game on the slate. We got Portland at LA taking on the Clippers. Um, no total in this game. This is a back-to-back for the Clippers. That game is actually about to get started, um, as we're recording right now for Tuesday. Um, let's get into it. Will on the Portland side, we know Collins and Little is out. Trent is questionable. And then on the Clippers side of things, Ka- Kawhi got ruled out late on Tuesday, Marcus Morris is still kind of battling through uh, a knee injury. He did practice Monday, so he could potentially play in this one. So we'll, we're just kind of waiting, waiting to see what you know, comes out of this one. What are you looking at here on Portland?
1: Well, I think, you know, what, what's interesting for Portland is CJ McCollum has been playing outstanding. I mean, he's been up there. I, I still don't like this price. But I'm trying to not let the old C.J. McCollum or what we've kind of seen from him where he's more of a mid 30 point score most of the year than a 40 to 50 point score. So I'm really trying to make an adjustment. I'm going to dig into some slate IQ. I'm not slate IQ and some uh, court IQ stuff and just kind of check and see if anything's changed. But he's been playing fantastic. And so at seventy nine hundred uh, against the Clippers in what should be a competitive game, a guy that's really scoring the ball. I mean, if he can consistently put up 45-50, Stevie, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think this is a fantastic price for him. So that's something I've got my eye on. Um, you know, Nurkic at 67, I, I was really, I'm really hoping he can get to about 30 minutes a game. And I think that'll give us the consistency that we need. Haven't really seen much from uh, from, from from Rocco. I think Rocco is now a little bit too cheap. He's still playing big minutes. I, I think a big game could come. I, I I'm kind of, thinking about him like we thought about Ubre yesterday. Like, yeah, he hasn't really got gotten there, but he hasn't been shooting great. You know, if he starts hitting, you know, a couple more shots, you know, he'll, he'll kind of get in that 25 to 30 point range at 4,700 on this late. I think he's another good value that may get overlooked because of recent performances.
0: He's playing the minutes. Like that's one thing that you have to love. Like this dude's playing 38 minutes a night. It, it goes back to the whole conversation we were just talking about. Um, yes. Just talking about yesterday. So, like, the minutes are there. The shots are going to start falling. Um, the, the price has just come down so much that we he has to be on your radar. Like, the fact that, like, the minutes, the type of minutes he's playing right now, he just has to be on your radar um, just in general here. So, I, I think, like, overall – when you're looking at this spot for Portland. Um he's certainly someone you want to kind of have on your list. Um Mello is expected back. Yeah, he cleared and like he's you know expected to play against the Clippers and stuff. So um I don't know, man. Maybe he hurts like Derek Jones Juniors minutes yeah, or something I think like that. I
1: think that I think that's who he hurts. I don't I don't think they planned on playing Derrick Jones Jr. thirty six to thirty seven minutes a night. I just don't believe that.
0: Yeah, like, you know, when they when they both were on the court against Utah and Houston, Utah, like, Derek Jones Jr. didn't play a ton of minutes, so I think he goes more closer to, like, what he played in that game than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah, just kind of looking, honestly, like, I don't know who else would really get affected. Uh, maybe Covington loses a few extra minutes and goes down to, like, 33. But I think he's still playing... Enough minutes at his price, where if he's hitting shots, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, on the Clippers side, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, especially if Gary Trent's questionable, that's just going to basically probably keep the minutes where they are, and Melo will probably just slide back in the you know twenty eight minutes or so.
0: Yeah, because like Trent's a guy that's playing like twenty four to twenty five minutes, so that makes sense too if he doesn't play. Um, on the Clippers side of things, obviously we're going to wait and see. I back-to-back for Paul George maybe they rested Kawhi and said it was something and like Paul George sits the second end of the back-to-back and Kawhi plays with the mouth injury um we'll kind of have to see but like that that is if I I think if anybody sits I think that's kind of what we see from the Clippers um more than anything else um Clippers are tough to talk about but what do we like here for them
1: and I just, I keep waiting for Lou Williams. I want to see what's going to happen tonight. I know we're recording this one, you know, a little bit before that game. But gosh, I gotta feel like Lou Williams is just gonna gonna start scoring thirty fantasy points tonight, you know, with 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 what he should have coming off the bench usage wise. Uh, so we'll kind of see there. I want to see what happens with Kennard tonight in terms of, of his minutes, but uh, I guess we won't get a real read on it because Kawhi is out. I think the main thing is Paul George is still uh, leading the charge. I'm very disappointed in Serge. I thought Serge was going to be in that 30-minute role this year, and, and teams just, they're not content to give Serge big minutes. Um, so I think if if nothing else, if, if, if Marquise Morris is out, I think we're right back to the well with Nicholas Batum, who's probably going to play. 30 to 35 minutes in this spot and uh, or, or let's say 28 to 30 minutes if, if Kawhi is back. And I think he's another value that, that we can look at, but I'm not really excited about the Clippers uh, with the uncertainty around Kawhi, just kind of looking at these value pieces for now.
0: I do. I will say I kind of uh, slightly worry a little bit about Batum on a back to back. Like slight worry on him on a back-to-back here um like maybe this is a luke canard game like maybe this is the luke canard game i don't know um (laughs) i want to kind of see how tuesday's game shakes up here a little bit but i also want to see like does paul george sit in this game (laughs) could this be like Reggie Jackson getting 25 to 30 minutes um, if Paul George ends up sitting or something like that, you know, like, so I think we're going to have to wait and see on the news from the Clippers, because I do think that it would not shock me whatsoever. um, If one of, or both of George and Kawhi sit in this game. So, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we got big shoes to fill after yesterday's game. Um, give me a guy under 5K that is going to 7X on this slate.
1: Under 5K, 7X. I mean, we, we've got a lot of guys today, man. I, I actually think, I think I'm going Dorian Finney-Smith. I like him at 4,500 against Charlotte. I, I I, think I'm going there.
0: Yeah, man, there's so many down here. There's a lot of yeah. pe- players down here um, that we've talked about. Bridges, Batum, um, Covington is another one. There's a lot of guys, but...
1: There's a guy I think you like more.
0: Yes. I'm going to go with my gut on Tristan Thompson and say, like, they're oh. finally, they're finally unleashing him in Boston and, like, it's the right move, Boston. It's the right move. Um, Can we give him a bonus one today? Because
1: I, I got a guy I thought you were going to go with. Did you I think, think I was going to go with DLC?
0: No, nah, I thought it was Lonnie oh. Walker. Oh, oh, oh I, do like, I do like my dude Lonnie Walker. Yes, oh. that's,
1: uh, that's a bonus one for you today. Lonnie Walker, you got three out of that group. That's
0: oof. I'm going to fill the sheet with Spurs. Don't worry. Um, You got a guy over 8K that you don't like that might bust on this slate and and not even go 5X?
1: Yeah, man. Give me – give give me Giannis Antetokounmpo. I I, I think, you know, if they blow out Miami again, you know – he's got a lot more help this year, as you can see, with Drew Holiday versus Eric Bledsoe. So he doesn't have to get there every night. And he could – easily not get there again
0: yeah and i'm gonna go like uh, a theme here back-to-back so i'm gonna go jason tatum on a back-to-back um i like it and they could they could easily blow out memphis in this game too so like he's someone that i probably don't end up playing on this slate um you know kevin durant's cheaper than him so yeah i'll be honest that's that's where i'm looking at right now anyway um give me your favorite 6x play on this slate on and this is DraftKings specific, not Fanduel. This one is
1: strictly Draft, which I know we're playing. <laughs> Excuse me, DraftKings. Anyway, come on, man, it's got to be my boy PJ Washington, fifty four hundred. That's, I mean, I feel like that's a steal on this slate.
0: I thought you were gonna take my guy. Like you were like, oh, it's DraftKings, and this is a a DraftKings like specific play, and I'm like, oh, he's taking my guy. I'm pissed. Um. Yeah. Listen, Demar Derozan is eighty five hundred on Fanduel. That's probably priced right. Yeah. Demar Derozan is someone that I hate playing, but Demar yeah. Derozan is a thousand dollars too cheap on DraftKings <laughs> on this slate. Um, seriously,
1: seriously,
0: give me the DDR and like the he's he's the first guy that I put in. Like, absolutely, he's just, without he's fail. Too cheap. Like he's good chalk in my opinion too. Like he he's just yeah. he's just too too cheap. Like this is a guy that put up fifty six and forty nine fantasy points in the first two games this season. Was eight k against Toronto the day after Christmas and Christmas has come early for us because he's sixty nine hundred. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Will who do you have?
1: Kyle Landerson. I talked about it. You know him against Boston. Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to lean on him to do a few extra things in terms of just his game. You know, I mean, like I said, the shot attempts are there. We know he's going to get rebounds and do the other stuff. The shot attempts, man, at 6K, I think he gets overlooked. Kyle Anderson is my let's get weird GPP player of the day.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, I, I could see him kind of going a little over uh, overlooked, too, just because um... – you know, there was a few that I, I really like on the slate. Um, you kind of talked me off of Rogier a little bit with your love um, for Gordon Hayward and stuff and just kind of realizing how good Gordon Hayward's been this season. Um, this one's tough. Like, I'm trying to, like, think who is going to be potentially low owned. I'm going to stay in that L.A. game, and I'm going to go Dennis Schroeder. Um, like I could see him potentially being a little lower owned, just kind of like looking at that price range and stuff. So, um, the other guy I was really considering was DeJounte Murray. I really think you could pair DeJounte Murray with DeMar DeRozan on this slate, and I don't think you'll really regret it. Um, will game selection any contests on FanDuel or DraftKings that's um standing out to you today?
1: Yeah, man, this this uh 40k put back on uh on on FanDuel today. Um, you know, I, I like what they've done here. They're paying out uh, to uh, 50 entries. It's a 200-entry 200, 200, uh, 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 contest, paying out 25%. I, I like it. Uh, not very top-heavy at all. So it's, it, it's, it's 222, but I think it's a really good contest for single-entry.
0: So I went, um, I went expensive yesterday. I always try to mix it up, but I think the $5 high five 40K um, tournament over there on DraftKings is super solid. Someone's going to turn five bucks into 4K. Um, it, it's 9,500 people. So this is one of those single entry tournaments that you're probably going to want to take some shots as far as roster construction. Um, but it still pays 21% of the field. So like if you get a lot right here and you don't nail everything you still have really good potential to capitalize on a hundred bucks where you can probably you can go like 10x like finish in the top 40 and you'll get at least 50 bucks so um i get questions all the time stevie why this tournament and why not that tournament it really goes to what you want to do what type of tournament are you wanting are you wanting a top heavy tournament are you wanting a deep payout tournament go through look at them DraftKings is doing a lot of like smaller single entry tournaments of the big tournaments so you don't like you can take some shots like they have a 12 dollars pick and roll that pays out, I think, almost 2% more than their bigger $12 single entry. So what do you want? Do you want the more top-heavy? Do you want to beat more people? Or do you want a better chance at, like, cashing and doubling your money and and giving yourself some upside? So it really comes down to what you want to do. Uh, Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Discord if you have any more questions about that. Um, Will, give me your favorite over-under or against the spread pick.
1: Yeah, man. I think you know, for me, in terms of the games, I'm gonna stick in the Charlotte Dallas game. I think if Charlotte Dallas stays competitive, it's gonna it's gonna be over, and so that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm gonna lead. I, I really this is probably my favorite game outside of Atlanta Brooklyn, and then obviously the set, the uh, Spurs are giving us all the value on DK. But in terms of my favorite game overall, I really like this Charlotte Dallas game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stay in that game too. Um, and I'm going to take Charlotte plus 11 and a half. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I like it. I like that call.
0: I think that's too much. Like, I, I think Vegas is overreacting to the blowout against the Clippers. Um, and I, and I like Dallas, I think they're a really, um, fun team. I think they're a really solid team, but I, I think that this is like an overreaction to the Clippers game. So, yeah, um, my let's get weird GPP play of the day. I know I said it's Dennis Schroeder, but I'm just going to throw one more out at you. Peyton Pritchard. Uh, don't forget the name. Oh,
1: I like don't it. Don't forget the I name. Like it.
0: There we go. Will,
1: like any final it. thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Let's have some fun. This is an awesome show, man. I had so much fun.
0: Yes, sir. Um, You guys can check out the card show as well. It's up on the YouTube and on the videos page. Uh, Will and some of the guys breaking down what's kind of trending in sports cards. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Give Will um, some love with that one. He's putting a lot of work into that kind of stuff. So uh, it was him, Dean, and Tabo. Um, go, go check that out. So card stock after lock. It was on Tuesday night, yes. but it's right there on the lineups page, and uh, you guys can talk about that. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back one more time to finish out the year on New Year's Eve. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you again tomorrow.